Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Talent Factor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, Keith Sanchez. Keith, what's going on, baby? Mic check, mic check. My mic is hot, so it's time to talk some football, DP. How, how we going? We doing good, bro. We doing good. You know, we got a very special guest on the show, Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn. But before we get to that, Keith, let's give a quick shout-out to our guys, our partners over at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So we are joined by one of the best running backs in college football, Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn. Deuce, we appreciate you joining us here on the Talent Factor, man. How's it going? It's going well, man. I appreciate you having me today. For sure, for sure, man. Uh, kind of talk to us a little bit. Like it's it's summertime for most, but not for you know the college athletes, especially football. You know what's what's the past couple of weeks been looking like for you, man? A complete grind, man. Uh, from uh, lifting in the morning, running in the afternoon, trying to get our bodies, uh, I guess, adapt to this heat. Uh, going into fall camp this upcoming week, man. We've been we've been hitting it hard. Our strength and conditioning staff, man, they've been they're doing a great job really transforming our bodies and getting ready for football season, man. Uh, you know, it's starting to get down to that the nitty-gritty in a sense. Uh, we got our last two days of training before we hit fall camp running. So, I mean, it's exciting, man. All right, so dudes, man, I know you said y'all working out and everything, but, man, I feel like you kind of undersold that, right? Because college athletes, <laughs> y'all get it in, man. Can, so yeah. can you tell some of the people what do a college athlete workout look like, right? Because my, myself, I ran two and a half miles a day, so I feel, you know, pretty decent about myself. But <laughs> I know y'all typically run 20, 25, 110s or something like that. So what what does a, a workout look for a college athlete? So uh, now that we've gotten close to fall camp, we do our pattern runs. So in a sense, we'll have um, four quarters. Uh, so defense will be on the field going through uh, really position, uh, positional specific work. And uh, you'll get like a 40-yard, 20-yard burst after that. And then you have a set amount of time, 20 seconds to get back. Uh, you'll have 12 plays in a quarter. And then while you're on the sideline, you're doing abs, whether that be a plank, or met ball throws, and then you'll switch. So the offense on the player, so they'll have uh, plays for us to run. We'll have 12 plays per quarter, uh, and I may run an angle route and burst for 20 and then have a 20-second break to get back, get lined up while calling out to play to each other. So we uh, reinforce the communication and things like that. But, no, it's a grind. It's a it's a full grind for about an hour, and that's, that's a typical run. We'll have our speed days. We'll have our agility days. We'll have our conditioning linear days as well. But, man, I mean – uh, when you when you talk about our pattern runs, that's that's like <laughs> if you can get through your pattern runs, you you'll be good for fall camp. 
Yeah, I got look. I got my water right here, man. You made me tired just listening to that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't want any parts of that at all, man. Is there, is there uh, one workout or one day that you, you know, you know, when you go to sleep the night before and you kind of thinking about it, like, man, I don't want to do that. Is there, is there one workout where you thinking about that? On into Friday, so we do the cabin run at six a.m. and then we'll do our RIP leg day right after it. So you'll be in there squatting four hundred, five hundred. <laughs> reps uh in a, in a complete span of two hours so after that workout you go into the weekend you like man my legs are dead i'm tired <laughs> not nah, for like and, and to, to, to kind of piggyback off the workout man you touched the ball 284 times last year in terms of rushing the ball and receiving you know what i mean you had almost 15 really hovering around 1,500 total yards with 1,400 yards on the ground. How does these workouts prepare you for such a heavy workload? Of course, well, first and foremost, it gets me in shape to be able to have that amount of touches and be able to really have that repetitive speed of getting back into the huddle, getting out of the huddle, going for another play and going for another play, going for another play. But um, I, I'd have to say just the really hone in on taking care of your body, your nutrition, and um, really just hone in on really just everything that needs to be done to make sure every Saturday your body's ready to go and everybody knows to play football. You're never going to be 100% after that first week uh, as the season goes along. But making sure that as you can get as much out of that week uh, going into Saturday. If you're at 92%, you got to go play at 92%. If you're at 95, you got to go play at 95. If you're 82, you got to go play at 82, and it's got to be 100 uh, miles per hour every single play. So just making sure that I'm getting the cold tub every single day. I'm making sure I'm drinking my protein shakes. I'm getting my creatine. Um, and just things like that. Keep Make sure my body's in shape and ready to go every single Saturday. Right, right, right. Man, I, I appreciate you answering those questions. Um, But I, I wanted to kind of get into a couple of things, right, because – you know, everybody knows you now. Right. Like, and it's one of those things where, man, you you see the glory, but you don't know the story. Right. And I wanted to kind of talk about you coming out of high school. Right. And, and recruiting and, you know, taking visits. And what was that process like? Right. Because I think everybody now celebrates and be like, oh, yeah, man, he's a smaller back. He's so shifty. Right. But I know that there was some let's call them haters. Right. Like you had some haters out there um, that they weren't always open to the idea of it. So, man, just kind of, you know, walk me through that process right just up into signing with kansas state but some of the high school recruiting and the things you heard about your game of course uh i love telling my story just for the mere fact of i mean i know there are kids that were in my position in high school that uh love to hear it and need to hear it because i mean i wish i had that that to be able to look up to and say you know what, i can do it um but i mean my high school journey it was uh, i talked to my dad my freshman year uh i was told i wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna grow anymore about five, six, uh, going mm-hmm. into sophomore year. And I was told I wasn't going to grow anymore. And my dad sat me down. He said, everybody has their mountain in recruiting. Everybody has their mountain in their journey of playing football. And this is yours. So you got to climb it. And that's what I did every single day. I went to work every single day. And, uh, man, I was a big time. I went to a lot of camps, uh, whether that be – I went to – I mean, really every Texas school in uh, their camp in the, in the summer, I went to every single one of them. And uh, I felt like I performed well. And uh, I got recruited a little bit. It was one of those things where after the camp would be kind of like a, man, we love your game, but uh, just your stature, uh, just your size, uh, we're going to go in a different direction. Uh, you don't fit the criteria of what we're looking for. I heard that over and over and over again, but I never let it get to me. It was one of those things where I kind of understood that 
all I needed was an opportunity. Uh, I always wanted to play Division One Power Five football, and all I needed was an opportunity. So uh, all of those no's, all of those uh, not this time, uh, come back next week. Uh, all of those, I mean, it really built a chip on my shoulder that I have to to this day. And uh, I got the call from Coach Anderson um, going into my junior. I was a sophomore, about to go into. Uh, no, actually, I was a junior. Yeah, I was a junior going into spring ball. Uh, about to go into the summer, I got a call from Coach Anderson, and it was just so genuine. Uh, our conversation, uh, exactly what he told me. I got up, went to a, on a visit, and man, uh, I've been on a couple of visits to some schools. I had some offers, but it was it was different. Uh, the love was genuine. Uh, you could tell they wanted me for me. They didn't want to use me as a, as a gadget guy or somebody that's right. just going to be uh, limited to punt return, kick return game. Uh, he said, we're not going to change anything in our offense. He said, we're going to plug you right in. We're going to play some football. And uh, just that genuine connection right there, uh, man, that was that showed me exactly where I need to be. Nah, that's what's up, man. I, I want to ask you because you that that sounds like mental toughness, right? That that sounds like some grit. Where where did you pull that from? Like, is that something that you feel is just that was naturally inside of you, or, or you know, what did, where did that come from? I, I feel like it was just me. Uh, I mean, I've been wanting to play this game at this this level since I was a little kid. I was growing up in football. My dad was a coach for okay. eighteen. So I, <laughs> he coached the Arkansas, Ole Miss, UT, and Memphis. So I'm I'm seeing these guys that. Uh, man, I'm like, I want to be like those guys that like he was coaching. So, I mean, it was always one of those things where I had a dream and I always knew that I wasn't going to let anything get in, get in my way to stop me being able to do it. And I kept that chip on my shoulder and it just kept growing and just kept growing and got to the point where I was like, what, no matter what it takes, I'm going to do what I have to do to, to see my dream come true. Nah, that's what's up, man. I, and I'm glad you you addressed that because obviously you know that's something that's going to come up, right? But I got to talk to you at the quarterback retreat. I knew what type of guy you were. I knew you was a stand-up guy. You know, don't back down from nothing. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to address that. And, I, uh, you know, I heard you mention Texas school. So, you know, like, we could call them out, right? We could call them out now. Um, but, man, you, you said something else, too, I wanted to get into. You said your your game, right? You said they, they wasn't just going to put you as a gadget guy. So I want to give you the floor to kind of talk about who do you see yourself as as a running back, right? Like, are you that bell cow guy? You you know, do it all back, all purpose guy? Like, just kind of describe wh- wh- how do you see yourself? Of course, I see myself as an all purpose uh, back, just from the mere fact of having the versatility to catch the ball in the backfield, uh, also run between the tackles, run outside zone. Uh, run run power. That's one of the big things that we we do here at Kansas State is we're gonna run power. We're gonna run ISO fold. We're gonna run inside zone, outside zone. We're gonna run duo. We're gonna run no pull power and things like that. And that's what I love because that's exactly what it looks like in the league as well. Yeah. Um, be able to have a coach like Coach Anderson uh, really teach me the way of I mean reading defenses and hey if the safety's right here and the fold players right here okay you're probably gonna have this thing back door and just be able to get that that mental part. With him, I mean, big time. So I've opened up my, I guess, my my palette as a running back because of it. It's allowed me to become more versatile in my running. And then so growing up, I mean, I always was catching the football. Uh, right. So <laughs> told me one day, he was like, you got to catch 100 balls a day, 200 balls a day. And he got to the point where I was wearing him out. They got me the little ball with the half that was like cut off, throw it against the wall. Oh, and yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and paid off to the point where now – uh, I mean, even to this day, I get jugs every single day. Uh, that's one of the things, that, just that versatility, being a smaller back, you have to find ways to keep yourself on the field. And right. um, that's on a third down, being able to leak you out of the backfield and get you the ball in some space. Uh, that's one of the things I knew growing up that I'd have to have in my arsenal. No, for Man. sure. 
That's what's up. Um, and so you, you, you're at Kansas State, right? And there's another um, big-time running back that came through there that I'm I'm more than sure you hit a comps because the minute I Google your name, right, his name pops up and the fan base is extremely excited about that. And I wanted to talk about Darren Sproles, right, because he's another Kansas State legacy um, big-time back. When you watch him, what what are some of the things you see that's, that's comparable between the two of y'all? And then also, have you had any conversations with him yet? So uh, he came up to the Oklahoma game this past uh, this past year, my sophomore year, and uh, he came out to practice on Thursday. So I got to meet him for the first time then. I uh, talked to him on social media just a little bit, but it was the first time meeting him this past year. Uh, he came out to the game as well. I got his contact information. He's somebody that, I mean, when you're a five, six running back, he's the blueprint. He's the guy that, like, uh, he played in league 15 years. He had this unbelievable career at Kansas State. Why wouldn't you want to suck up all the information from him as possible? Right. The mere fact that he he did it, he he did it, you know, and uh, I want to follow in his footsteps in any way I can. So to be able to talk to him, pick his brain about the way he watched film, the way he took care of his body, the way that uh, he went about his nutrition, things like that, just to be able to pick his brain and get all of that, I guess, information out of him. I, I was like a sponge, really. And it was it was really like eye opening the, the things that he did to, to keep his body in shape to uh, with the wear and tear of everything and just. Man, to hear everything he was saying and be able to have that sponge, have him in my corner, man, it's unbelievable. Uh, man, it's, it's it really is crazy to even have him in my corner. Nah, that's that's what's up, man. So we we talked about you, right? But I know this is all about, you know, getting those rings, right? At the end of the day, the Big 12 championship, you know, trying to get a college football championship. So you tell us. How do you feel about your team? You know, how 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 is that offense looking? How is the defense looking? Um, and, and you know, just somewhat of what your projections are as far as for the team this year. Of course. Uh the first day that I got here, Coach Kleinman said that he was gonna build a culture, a winning culture here at Kansas State University. And now going into my third year, man, to see not only himself but myself grow uh and create that culture here has been big time. So now, I mean, this is the most gelled together team I've I've been a part here at Kansas State we had a real good gel together team last year but now it's even it's even more we come together we uh we hang out all the time if, if it's in the facility outside the facility we know each other we're brothers as one of those things we're on offense man we, we're clicking whenever we're out there at captain's practice uh Adrian Martinez came in uh in January we brought him in with open arms he's become a leader in this team so to have him at the the forefront at the helm uh, the athlete that he is and the quarterback that he is, man, I'm super excited. We have weapons on the outside. Malik Knowles, Kay Warner, Phillip Brooks, and RJ Garcia, who's uh, going to be a rusher freshman this year. Uh, and then from the tight end, Sammy Willard, Ben Sennett, and the names just go on the old line. And, uh, man, those guys, those are, those are big dogs right there. Those guys are like, <laughs> I'm super excited for them because we've got some young guys that are coming up that haven't really been able to play because we had some real good old linemen uh, in those shoes last year. But to see them step up throughout this this spring and now going to the summer on the fall camp. I'm super excited. Our defense, one word I can use about them is fiery, man. They're going, they're going to fly around. They're going to get to the football. And every single time we have captain's practices, we don't have any pads on, but man, they're moving around They're uh, They're getting their fits and everything like that. Dude's green is a player that is super underrated at middle linebacker, but he's probably one of the best linebackers I ever played against in my career. Uh, see him, how smart he is, how fast he is, the the player that he is, man. It's crazy. Julius Brent's going to be a real good player for us. TJ Smith, and the names go on. Uh, Echo Boydell is going to be a good player for us. And then the back end, um, Felix Ndiki Uzama, who's getting all the recognition that he deserves, is going to be a great player. Nate Matlack is going to be a great player for us. Khalid Duke's coming off an injury. He's going to be a great player for us. And just the names keep going and keep going and keep going. You kind of look around the locker room like, you know, this is the year. 
all we got to do is stay focused. We got to keep doing what we do day in and day out, and let's win the day. And, man, I'm super excited for this team and everything we can do. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, I'm going to say, I mean, everything you talked about, especially, you know, and Keith alluded to it, you're a short king, man. I'm with you there. You're 5'6", I'm 5'5", man. I'm a short king myself. But can you kind of take us a little bit into what you see from a visual standpoint as a shorter running back in the backfield when you're getting the football? What do you see and how do you how are you able to identify those second and even third level threats uh, from just from your uh, your point of view? Of course. So first things first, whenever we come out of the huddle, uh, my eyes go to safeties. Depending on what type of play it is, I want to see if it's uh, one high, two high. Uh, some some have three, three, fives. Like, do they have a jack? And I usually see that throughout, throughout the week around watching film and stuff like that. So I look for the safeties. Immediately after that, I look for fold players. I look for any type of apex player. Just from inside zone and things like that, if he's he's lined up, if we can get a, a crease down, I can probably bounce it and things like that. So I look at uh, if they're in an okie front, Uncle Eagle, if they're in an under, over front, and things like that, just to make sure. Looking at uh, splits and stances, okay, a great, a great, uh, I guess, example would be TCU last year's fourth and one running inside zone to the right, and they had everybody kind of pressed up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, one high safety, but he was kind of walked up. So we motioned uh, Landry Weber, who's one of our receivers across the formation, and I saw the DB run with him. Okay, oh, they're a man. They're bringing a blitz. Skyler saw that as well. He flips the, uh, flips the play from left to right. Flips the play from left to right. I automatically know there's no fold player. Uh, to the right side. If we can get that all mashed down, it's going to head off to the right side. Exactly what happened. I was getting chased from the pressure coming back from the left side, hit it to the right, all the way up. And just, I can't even take credit for that. That's that's Coach Anderson. Those are the the coaches in that locker room uh, teaching me the ways of learning football before the play even snaps, so you can go and play fast and everything be slowed down. So just, I mean, kind of going through my reads and things like that. Where the linebackers uh, lined up at? Are they? on the same level or not. If they're not, they may be cross-dogging. Things like that, just kind of taking into account every single play. And that happens throughout the week, Monday through Friday, whatever you're watching film, you see little things, you pick up on little things. How does he tackle? How does he tackle? Uh, How does he run? Is he a good side-of-side-of-time player? How does he take on blocks? And things like that. And over the years, when we talk about it more, talk about it more, it becomes second nature. No, I I got you. And and I I like that. And and one thing that, with especially it's always going to be kind of a stigma for smaller backs, right? It's pass protection. How, you know, how grade yourself, tell us how you feel. Uh, do you feel like pass protection is a strength of yours or is something that you're consistently working on to get better at? It's definitely something I'm working on to get better. One of the things that I pride myself on is being able to pick out blitzes and putting myself in the right position, but now I just got to go finish them. Uh, that's one of the things that we've talked about for uh, me and Coach Anderson have talked about, and that's gaining strength and things like that and uh, adding more weight and things like that or uh, building your base a little bit more so you can be able to take on a bigger guy because you don't have to manhandle him. You have to you have to kind of get in his way to make sure the ball gets off. And that's one of the things that I have to learn. I felt like I had to uh, try and manhandle the dude to, to make sure the ball was going to get off. Now you got to get in his way uh, just enough to be able to get the ball off. And that's one of the things that I'm working on. I worked on during spring ball and things like so um and I mean I put myself in the right position that I just gotta go finish. I give myself like a probably like a C and with a lot of room in, uh and that's one of the things I'm gonna be working on through fall camp and, and this upcoming year. All right. And I, I want to close it out with this. Go like I said, we're we're close to fall camp. That means the season's right right there behind it, man. Just give us that one that one goal that, that one goal not just for you, but for you know, of course, win the Big 12, but what's the one thing that that you are just really looking forward to accomplishing this season? 
For myself, I always have three goals going into the football season. Of course, uh, statistics are always going to be there. Uh, my dad always tells me to tie those things up at the end of the year, take care of business every single week. But for me, it's to be a great leader, a great competitor, and a great teammate. Every single time I step onto the football field, whether that's practice, whether that's the weight room, or if that's on Saturday. Great, great teammate, great competitor, and great leader. That's the three things that I have uh, for myself, especially with Skylar Thompson, uh, Jerome McPherson, all these guys that were seniors, uh, older guys that were the leaders. They've stepped on. They've, they've moved on. Uh, so now I can have to step into that role going into my junior year. That's one of the things I want to pride myself on. I feel like if I take care of all those things, everything else will take care of itself. Like like to hear, man. Listen, at the end of the day, we thank you so much for, for joining us, bro. That is Kansas State running back, one of the best backs in college football, Deuce Vaughn. Appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate y'all, man. Keith, we, we just finished up talking with, you know, Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn. And, man, he gave us a lot of information, Keith. And, and it, it really it – was, it was a lot of different things I took away from it, man. And one of the things he really that really stood out to me was just his honesty about pass protection and what he's working on, understanding that – because I think it's a misconception, and, and I love that he brought it out, Keith, that as a running back in pass protection, you don't have to body or manhandle the, the the free runner or whoever you're protecting the quarterback from. You just need to give your quarterback some time to get the ball out of his hands and not have to latch lock. You don't have to be an offensive lineman. Just stall, get in the way, and, and give your quarterback time to, to push the ball to his desired target. I love that he brought that up, Keith. No, I, I, I do too because that was actually insight into what really happens, right? Like, like everybody thinks that, you know, when um, that coaches aren't aware of their players, right? Like he, he understands that Deuce Vaughn isn't 6'2", 240 pounds, right? So just you just naturally manhandling everybody is not going to work. But what we can do is we can devise a plan to where you just beat the defender, right? And that's all we ask you. Just, just beat them long enough. Give us 3.5 seconds or, you know, figure it out somehow just to, to kind of win your block temporarily so the quarterback can get rid of the football. And I, I thought that that was great insight because, I mean, I, I've been on the sideline, right, where that was kind of the, the notion, like, you just got to find a way to win. You know, like, even what we practice and practice, if that's not working, find another way to do it, right? And I, I thought that that was great just – like I said, inside again, just how to improvise as a running back. And it it just kind of lets you know that, you know what, everybody wins in their different ways. And him this offseason, I, I would definitely be paying attention to his pass protection because I want to see how creative he gets into, you know, beating defenders, right? Like picking up pass protection stuff. So I definitely thought that was cool just to hear him talk about that. No, 100%. And, and you know, I, I, one thing I, I also think I loved about him was, this is a leader for that team. Man. Yeah, and you, we, we asked him about himself and, and why he talked about himself and highlighted himself in the story. He also hyped up all of the other players on his offense and even defense. Keith. He, he damn near named everybody on the team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got, cause I, I think Kansas state is one of my schools. So I was yeah. trying to keep up as far as, okay, who to take note of. And then he just kept going and kept going. And I said, you know what? I, I can't keep up. Like he, he I'm going to just have to go through the all 22 because he damn near named everybody on a, on a roster, on a depth chart, but which I, I thought that was cool. Right. And and you asked him, you know, his three goals. And he talked about being a leader, being a great teammate. He talked about last year, starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson leaving and him feeling as though he has to set the tone. And you love that. Right. Because it, it showed me. And, and that's one thing I got away from him was that he was a very self-aware guy, 
You get what I'm saying? Like, and I, I, re, yeah. I, I respected and appreciated the fact in the pass protection part that he gave himself a C, meaning that, look, I got to get better, right? And then also, you know, being self-aware in the sense of the fact of I have to walk in here and be this for my teammates because I know these other guys have left. And, you know, he, he, he may be understanding of the situation that, those other guys are gone. The leaders are gone. It's, it's my time to step up. So I, I definitely thought that that was, you know, cool just to hear him and understanding how he's approaching this uh this off season. No, hundred percent. And you know, from from a just from a, the aspect of just what he does and and his game and being, of course, being the shorter running back and him really taking us in the, almost inside the helmet, right? Man, like that that it, one play that he talked about against TCU, right? Like that. Man, that that is that is all star type level breakdown, and I, and and yeah. not every every running back understands that, right? When he talked about the the one safety where he was high, but he wasn't that high, and then you know he was actually closer to the line of scrimmage, the guy going in motion. So if he knew he pressed front side and break back side, he would be okay, right? Like, and I, I thought that that was really cool. He knew that because of the flow of the offensive line, and I, I thought that was really cool to hear him talk about that. And then, but then like you said, right? He he gave credit to the quarterback, like he didn't take any of the credit. And I wanted to tell him, like, hold on, young brother, like you, you know, you <laughs> that you you need to uh, take some of that credit also. But I, I definitely thought that was pretty cool to hear. No, hundred percent. Like he, he's he's somebody that, and, and I, what I loved is is him shouting out his quarterback, his new quarterback, Adrian yeah. Martinez, coming over from uh, I believe it was from Nebraska. He was a polarizing quarterback in the Big Ten. Um, just never really got, never really put it all together. But at that program, we know the change of scenery will help a lot of guys and the support that he's going to have with Deuce Vaughn in the backfield and just a Deuce Vaughn period is going to be big for him. So just everything about this young man, positive, like motivational, like everything, I, the energy. I felt it through through the through the through the screen key, so I loved it, man. But hey, I, I was ready to go out and get some work in because he he was he was motivating me as we was just sitting there and just talking to him. But as always, guys. Like I said, we, we had Deuce Vaughn on the show. We thank you guys always for all this love and support. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your other podcasting networks. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe, like, share, download. Do all the great things to show us that you support us. As always, I'm your co-host, Damian Parson. That's my guy, Keith Sanchez. Keith, what's the slogan, baby? Remember, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.